I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Named after his grandfather, Oliver Anthony, Oliver Anthony Music is a dedication not only to him, but 1930s Appalachia, where Mr. Christopher Anthony was born and raised. If you've been living under a rock the past few weeks, you've missed the number one trending song across all platforms. Getting over 37 million views on YouTube alone, the song entitled Rich Men North of Richmond tells the truths, the ups and downs, and the sacrifices among the constant fighting against the machine that all blue-collar workers face over the years and, still, to this day, continue to fight against. Autographing $1 bills with ain't shit, Oliver Anthony, Mr. Anthony just wants the world to stop following trends, bending at the knee to those in power, and finally say enough is enough. To listen to Richmond North of Richmond, please follow the link in the description. This is not a paid advertisement, and DD Radio nor any of its staff have been reimbursed for advertising this song. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. Radio. Nothing to watch on TV. That's why you're listening to Barrett Talk on TVRadio.net. WDVR. This ain't reality TV. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Well, isn't that special? Bloody. Don't you think you should rephrase that? Mom, mama said, my mama said, mama said that. My mom. Good day, sir. Now, class is dismissed, gentlemen. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DB Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DB Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Now, God damn it, buddy, that's just not even fair. This is Barracks Talk. This is inside the nut house, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting the D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recall. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer, it's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. We still have the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Mine shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. Love and military barracks talking around the smoke. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? Oh. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is on DV Radio. That is how it is right here on WDVRDVRadio.net. It's August 19th, 2023. I'm Wood. You're listening live to Barracks Talk or it's a recording on podcast because that's what we do here at DV Radio. Yay, record live shows, put them on podcasts. You can find them on Podbean, Spotify, <clears throat> and a bunch of other places. And if you want to find out all those places that I know of, you can go to dvradio.net and click on Ways to Listen. And you'll have a lot of live plays. And then all the way down at the bottom, you've got places you can listen to on podcast. 
without further ado, let's, uh, with us tonight, got a full house. It's, it's packed to the brim. I don't think we can fit anybody else in here. From Alaska, it's the bacon man himself. Oink! Good morning, Vietnam. Actually, it's not a ripoff. It is morning there in Vietnam. So good morning to them if they're listening. Uh, I'm sure our German friend is. I don't know. We'll have Bo check here in a second. But hey, good morning, everybody. Or good evening or good, whatever the fuck time it is. Where are you at? Yeah. You okay yeah, over yeah. Some- yeah, it's fucking awesome, dude. You're it, having no, a I'm- stroke. <laughs> You're having Yeah, right? <laughs> um, yes, our German friend is listening. So is our wonderful pleasant fed who tunes in every week you fuck you up a bit bitch um and and a few (laughs) others so thank you all for tuning in tonight uh let's see then we got the man the myth the ball balls of which i love to cup man himself is mr recoil good evening still sounds like dracula (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say something else, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> and then way down yonder in the Florida outback. Yeah, I'm going to call it outback because, you know, it's the Florida outback. It's the Marine crowd eating psych ward gang uh, uh, leader himself. It's Sergeant Wardog. Hey, there's a riot in the psych ward, baby. Psych ward gang, let's take it. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us uh, tonight, he hasn't been on in a couple weeks, but it is Mr. J.J. Joaquin Watai himself. What's up? Yeah, we got to have that one. It's, what's up? Uh, what's I'm up? Here. <laughs> anyway. I'm forcing myself to stay awake because <laughs> i got a long day tomorrow. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us tonight live. If you are listening to us live and or in the chat room. Yes. I see you assholes. I see you. Hey, Hey, all you assholes. Anyway, uh, if you missed, uh, anything on the Facebook page this week, then you definitely missed the fact that we have 15% off all orders through August 21st, which is this coming Monday at the DV radio store. So go to dvradio.net, click on the DV radio store and also. $300 we will be matching uh alongside of Bluebird Services that is down in my and JJ's neck of the woods. Let me find that really quick before I forget what the fuck I'm saying because, you know, that's that's how this fucking shit works. Uh they are raising funds, $5 of every cleaning service uh uh will go to the Surrey County Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault Office and we are helping them raise that money so up to $300 we will match and donate to them so please help us out and help bluebird services out to help surrey county domestic violence and sexual assault offices out uh all you got to do is go to dvradio.net click on the dvradio store again 15% off if you click on the redeem button if you don't click on the redeem button you don't get your 15% off and i can't fix it so if you miss it you miss it it's on you um, let's see what else we got going on this week. We got so much shit that I've posted. God damn. Oh, independent musicians. We are taking in submissions through August 31st. So if you've missed the video and the two or three posts that have went up, this is your calling. If you will, <laughs> we have a Google form doc, Google doc form. 
Google form uh, <laughs> that you can fill out. And uh, sometime probably the first part of September up to the mid part of September, we'll be reaching out to you and uh, getting your music and stuff like that. It's open to everybody. Obviously, veterans and their spouses come first and then we'll work down the uh, down the uh, names after that. Um, let's see. What else am I forgetting? I'm forgetting something. Uh, oh yeah. I did post about all veteran female podcasts. Thank you all for your feedback so far. Who the fuck is eating off of a plate? <laughs> Somebody stopped. Yeah. <laughs> You're the fork go down. <laughs> um, Mute your shit. <laughs> um, so, so thank you for that feedback. Uh, nothing set in stone. If you send us emails, you're not going to get a reply yet because again, nothing is set in stone. We're just getting feedback, seeing what the community likes and what the community would like and all that good stuff. So that's that. Uh, Betsy Ross has been having a lot of podcasts, uh, interviews for the fight collection and fight four. So if you've missed any of those, we've got a few on our page as well as fight with Betsy Ross on Facebook that you can go check out. And we will be having a, uh, pre-record interview with her next Thursday, Betsy, if you can talk while you're at work and you can hear us like don't know if you can hear us anyway uh, while you work (laughs) i think it's next thursday that we uh either way we have an upcoming (laughs) interview with betsy ross uh to talk about fight for and the rest of the fight collection um anything else on this and that we need to get out before we jump into the full brunt of the show uh come check me out if you're in the uh triad region of north Kalaki. Come check out the uh, Greensboro Food Truck Festival tomorrow from 3 to 9 downtown Greensboro amidst the skyscrapers. I will be anchoring one end of this, the uh, sales at the uh, corner of Elm and Market right on the corner. I'm really excited. Should be a really good time. Cool deal. Cool deal. Um, oh yeah, dvforum.org. We need to raise that 25k for the septic system to get repaired. If we don't, that's longer that we can't help veterans. And yeah, that's, that's basically that in a nutshell. Uh, you can support, uh, that if you go to dvforum.org and click on donations, you can give directly or you can give through the donor box or you can buy DV Farm merch at the DV radio store. Either way, the money goes towards that. And, uh, we've not even raised 5k yet. So. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people, we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you help. Nobody's got us help. So yeah, I am working with some people right now, but they're, uh, they have a lot of other stuff on their plate. So I'm not going to rush them because they do other stuff for veterans, uh, already. So, uh, yeah, that's that with that. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go down the, the, the list here. Uh, oi, how's your week been, brother? Oh, you know, work, work, more work. Started off kind of slow, just doing the normal nines, and then end of the week, Thursday and Friday, with a little OT, trying to get some shit done since the weather was nice. But, uh, yeah, they said overtime for Saturday and Sunday, and I'm like, no, I don't want it. Don't need it. You guys can have it. So, yeah, we took the weekend off. Fuck that. Yeah. I didn't want to deal with that and the state fair traffic. Mm-mm. Nope. Ain't happening. 
I hear that. I hear that. Um, I am going to step away for a minute. So who wants to be host and go down the list for a little bit? <laughs> All right. I got it. <clears throat> All right. So my week was pretty uneventful. Uh, did the suburban dad thing. Got these urges, these deep urges to head off grid and take out a few hogs, to be honest with you. Heard um, that. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get it out of my system legally, right? And that what we all, <laughs> and that what we all, more, you know, more or wrestle less, with. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think in most of the states where hogs are a problem, there's no bag limit, no nothing. You can just go fucking hunt them. Is it I mean, still polluted yes. with hogs down there? Yes, it is. No license required. 24-7, 365. They're a nuisance, and I'm here to get out my PTSD therapy. So what's up? Isn't it North Carolina that will even allow out-of-staters to come down? Yeah, so will Texas, so will most states. Most states where hogs are a problem, they're just like, come shoot them. Just don't shoot anybody that's not supposed to get shot. I've never had one, but a lot of people say they're pretty freaking tasty. Bro, feral hog is delicious. Yeah. It is delicious. I even eat hog jerky, bro. Whew. <laughs> that sounds good. I mean, I've had bacon jerky, but but hog jerky? Ooh. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it does. Man. Now I'm hungry, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, I'm another flake for them. <laughs> I'm trying to get on what Ginger's talking about because uh, Ginger's mentioning the uh, that they have you know Hilo they do uh, Hilo hog hunting and oh, bro, yeah. I so want to get into that so bad but the last when I was living in Texas I was I heard the prices were like I don't know out of this world man for the you know for the fuel and the flight and yeah. the whole nine so I really want to do the whole uh, I want to do two things I had one person offer me to hunt hogs with an M249 saw. And boy, do I want to do that. <laughs> I would love to use the saw again after carrying it my first two tours in Iraq. I would love to do it that way. And then I'd love to, you know, do the Hilo, uh, Hilo version and take them out from above, man. Death from above, right? Yeah. Pop, pop them on the move sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. Hell yeah. 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 Yeah, that was we talked about hog hunting, folks. Uh, we're talking about putting that in the freezer. That we don't, we're not talking about letting it go to waste. You know? Oh hell no, hell no! Either the freezer or uh, donate it, or you know, you can take it to the places where they make dog food. You got a lot of options. Good meat. And I can. I love the fact that I love the fact that with hogs, you still tactically have to be on your shit. Yeah, you come within, you know, that certain range of where they're able to, you know, uh, charge at you. Um, you know, you still better be able to, you know, pull your weapon fast, be on point, be on target. And I got to be real with you, man. When they mock charge, when they fake charge at me, I get I take that personal. I get fucking pissed out of nowhere. <laughs> like, who the fuck you think you are to rush me? Or even to fake, to fake like you were going to rush me. We think I was pussy, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it just, it helps with the whole gung-ho getting it out of my system. You know what I mean? True. And, uh, true. The, the hogs play their role very well uh, in that dynamic. So um, it works out well for me in the whole anger management. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't even say anger management anymore. I say <laughs> war anger. I say war anger management because I feel it's a lot different when, 
you have taken it that far and you know you've gotten violent before it's 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 war anger man cuz you can you know you can go the distance if you need to nice there's a there's a lot of people that claim that the hogs are actually smarter than a dog i've heard that i have heard that well their sense of smells better isn't it i think so i think so but I, yeah they're they're supposed to be really like they'll learn you they'll, they'll learn if you hunt the same area all the time and shit, they'll know where you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you got you to gotta keep moving and outsmart them. Yeah, that's usually what I like to do, though, is um, I'll set out. I'll just go to random sites and set up bait and then set up a trail cam. And then I get all excited when I'm, you know, getting text messages with videos of coyotes and hogs. And then... um. Next thing I know, I'm out there on site, man. You know, ready to go. Now, where you're at, are there a lot of landowners that are open to letting people hunt? Well, I'm actually a part of a pretty lucky deal here. I'm a part of a landowners association. So we all share about 10,000 acres, right? And then we own our individual camps. So um, there are dedicated, you know, hunting areas, shooting areas. Uh, The trails there are known for nationally ranked for ATV riding and whatnot. So it's like collectively we're all cool with it. That's if awesome. I was some, yeah, if I was somewhere else, um, you know, in the country having to deal with neighbors and that sort of thing, then I'd probably have a problem. Cause you know, something, you know, you don't want to go into poaching or trespassing that sort of thing. But, um, everyone's cool. Uh, you know, within the little, uh, landowners uh, association I'm in. Yeah. Where, where we're at, like if somebody owns a hundred acres around here, they own a fuck ton of land. Like the average big lot is like 25, 30 acres. Uh, and the nice. average home is, is on like a quarter of an acre. Okay. Sounds nice. Sounds nice. So it's like, yeah, yeah. There's, it's hard to find a, a big plot of land that doesn't cost more than you'll ever come up with in a lifetime. Tell me about it, bro. <laughs> well, uh, we've we've been through everyone for the week, right? No, yeah, no, just us. Uh, us. We got recalling JJ yet? Gotcha, gotcha. JJ, you uh, you interested in telling us about your week? Sure. So uh, I've ended on Saturday, and it was uh, ninety-eight degrees, and we were in a big pavement parking lot. And I drank more than a gallon of water, but uh, I got pretty severe heat stress on Saturday. It literally took me two full days to recover. Uh, not to mention, if you read my posts, the, the fucking event was bullshit. Um, and well, you got your free little water bottle. Come on now. Yeah, I got a fucking <laughs> piece of shit swag bag. What the fuck? What the fuck? It's this lady, and man, this lady has a lot of gall. She, she, she says, "Well, I did. I didn't want to spend a thousand dollars to to get a uh, uh, to get a uh, uh, billboard." I'm like, "What did we pay you for that? That's literally your job as the event organizer is to advertise your event, but you didn't want to. You didn't want to spend the money we gave you to do it because you wanted to pocket it all, and so." You know, and like I said in my post, we we went to I went to an event with this lady, uh, this organizer at the beginning of the year. 
um, the very beginning of the season, just because I wanted to practice the setting up my, my display. And so as far as that's concerned, I reached my goal that day, but the only people who showed were all her buddies. And it was all her little, you know, her buddies who were selling paparazzi and fucking cake pops and, and bullshit. And, uh, there were only two craftsmen, two actual craftsmen there. And, uh, basically we were each other's customers. So this time she had an incredible opportunity to throw this weekend is the 14th annual Greensboro food truck festival. So this is a long standing event. It survived COVID. I mean, you know, this is a big, this is a big deal. It's downtown. They have an actual park where the music's going to be. Um, you know, it, it, this is an event. And uh, she had a chance in a bigger venue in a much busier location because nobody goes downtown in a major metropolis on the weekends. It's closed. You know, it's closed. You don't go downtown on the weekends. It's, it's busy on the weekdays and, and on the weekends, nothing's happening. And uh, so uh, she could have blown this out of the water last weekend. She really could have. She really could have made her event the new uh, standard for food truck festivals in, in Greensboro. Instead, it was just another chance to have a block party with her buddies. There were more people in attendance, but they weren't expecting artists. There were only four of us, maybe three, maybe four of us who were actual artists. And uh, that wasn't what the crowd was looking for because it wasn't advertised. And uh, I just, you know, I'm sorry, but if you're going, if you're go if you're going to organize events, you need to communicate to the people who are asking about applying what exactly you you expect. Because hanging out with my buddies and having a black block party, while maybe they sell their paparazzi, that's not that's not my kind of event. That's not what I'm looking for, you know. But uh, I'm pretty excited about this weekend because this is actually curated. I had to send in pictures of my work. I had to have people judge my work and say, yeah, this is worthy. And uh, so I'm pretty excited about that because that means the kind of people who are going to be there to shop are people who are looking for actual original artwork, not bullshit. So should be pretty good. We'll see. The yeah, only problem is it's been three to nine. And I can't start packing out till all the pedestrians are gone. So I could be sitting in downtown Greensboro for a <laughs> long time tomorrow night. <laughs> I definitely hope it goes well for you, man. Because, you know, like the, the little bullshit ones, like people don't even understand. Like they don't want to spend $200 on, on a turned piece of wood because they don't they don't understand what it takes to do that, or, nor do they appreciate it. Like, yeah. Yeah. If, if you're going to an actual arts and crafts festival, the people that are going there actually appreciate the talent and the skill that it takes to develop, whether it be wood turning or sculpture or, or hell, even dried flower arrangements and stuff. Some, some of them are really freaking cool and a lot of thought put into them. Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, the artists deserve to make a living off of their art. Yeah. Well, and it's something, a big frustration I'm having, I'm seeing a lot is like, there's some really good workers woodworkers, very talented individuals who make beautiful things like furniture on TikTok. And right now they're making a killing 
I'm talking, these guys are making tens of thousands of dollars selling fucking laser engraved ball caps on TikTok. And there's three or four of them who are, they're woodworking accounts, but they got a laser. They decided to make a snarky hat. People liked it. They put it on TikTok store and they're selling out 200 hats a day, every day at 24 bucks a hat. So that's what? $4,800 a day making hats. And they're making a lot of money, which is great. Good for you. You found a way to make ends meet. You found, you know, you found a way to make ends meet. That's really cool. But it's a really sad indicator. People want instant gratification for cheap. And people have lost appreciation for the thoughtfulness, the time, the patience, the skill, the raw talent it takes to do something like make a rocking chair. And mm-hmm. so I'm glad these guys are making money, but at the same time, I feel I fear that they're selling their souls to make ball caps because it's putting money in their pockets. And everybody, it's hard. Everybody's having trouble making ends meet right now. I get it. We're fucking sucking the bottom of the barrel. I'm scraping the freezer. I get it. But at the same time, am I willing to sell my soul to? make a quick buck. That's not going to, it's not going to last. It's a bubble. It's going to burst. People are going to get bored buying these stupid ball caps. What then? I know every year the wife, when she comes home from the fucking state fair, which was only day one, she comes home with one of those wooden carved, you know, chainsaw carved animals. So mm-hmm. yeah, she came up with a moose yesterday from the state fair. So yeah, I mean, it'll take a lot of work. Oh yeah, they t- they take a hell of a lot of work, and it and it, he has different variety from bears to moose to you know different things, funny sayings and shit like that that you see on it. But it, like you said, you know, it's it's something that somebody puts time and effort, you know, and craftsmanship into versus something that's quick, fast, and easy. Something's yeah. fucking cheesy, you know. And I mean, I own a laser. I own a laser so that I can do things like put my signature on the bottom of my pieces because of uh, a uh. uh Branding iron just wasn't, it just wasn't working. Um, and so, you know, I don't have any, and, and, and again, I'm really happy for these guys that they found a way to make ends meet. I really am. But at the same time, I mean, I, you know, there's the, the whole mythos of the suffering artist for a reason, I guess. Where, at what point do your principles, do you set aside your artistic principles so that, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm torn. I get it. You need to feed the family. But at the same time, at what point is it acceptable to set aside your artistic principles just so that you can make sure that there's an extra, you know, $1,500 of the bank at the end of the month? I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't think they're wrong, but I don't know that they're right. But depending on your craft, there's an enormous investment in materials and equipment and, and even a place to do it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a lot of people don't consider. Mm-hmm. Well, I can be true saying about, you know, like, you know, construction, you know, of homes. You got these quick fab, fab you know, three floor plans. You pick it out. We'll have it built within two months. The quality is not there, though. Within a fucking year, shit starts falling apart. Oh, Whereas yeah. You get a true contractor in there. You know, it takes a couple months, if not, you know, longer to fucking build you a house that's sturdy you know and strong it it, it it takes time and the craftsmanship the difference is, is non-comparable i mean it's it's night and day yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you always get my buddy's cousin's girlfriend's brother could do that for a lot less. That's my answer. Well, go get, go get one from him. How come your pets cost $120? Cause I put $120 for the fucking work into them. You know, I actually was watching a blacksmith, uh, yesterday or today. And it's a, it's a father son duo. And, uh, they were showing off this one piece and it's beautiful. It's a, it's one of like 15 chandeliers they're making for this guy's business. And it's hand blown glass. It's, you know, forged steel, all that good stuff. And, uh, the guy that's interviewing him, he's like, so how much does one of these run you? And he's like 10,000. And he's like, Okay. So they move on to the next thing and they start talking. And he was talking about how blacksmiths actually were almost their own demise because blacksmiths started inventing all these things to make blacksmithing and smithing or whatever you want to call it way easier. And that was in the late mid to late 1800s, early 1900s. And then in the 1970s, you had this big resurgence, but it's not blacksmithing like we look at it like us that's sitting in here right now look at it as you know knives and hammers and shit like that it actually turned into artistry blacksmithing which is what most people today see as blacksmithing and i think that's a testament of the times too you know i mean look at what happened when we sent 90 percent of manufacturing overseas people seeing that they could get things way cheaper and in bulk, you cannot in the United States of America, this is going to sound funny to some of you, but it'll make sense in a minute. You cannot in the United States of America mass produce made by American hands bobbleheads. It's absolutely impossible. And the reason being is it will cost you for maybe a hundred bobbleheads about 10 to 15 grand because they're hand painted, they're hand sculpted, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You send it over to China, that same exact bobblehead, and you're looking at maybe a thousand dollars for all those bobbleheads that you can sell at $20 a pop. That's the testament of the times, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, you start sending things over, you start adding automation and getting rid of the, like, like, like we've always talked about the, the artistry of the individual, the, the hand making of the individual. And one, it loses its, its culture shock, in my opinion, too. Um, there's only one place in, in the world and there's only 12 people in the world that make, uh, a certain type of paintbrush. Um, and those fuck those, they're, they're the Kalitsky brushes for those that are wondering. And those are some expensive ass fucking brushes. Like, um, there's only one calligraphy hand brush, uh, brush maker in the world that makes them by hand still to this day. And those, there is a backlog of six years for that. Like, it, it's again, it's a test of the times. It's sad, but most of, what we're we're doing today is just art. It's it's very little to do with um everyday living, you know. And that's my cheat. Will you quit? <laughs> that's uh hang on a second. <laughs> I mean it's it's really hard to find anybody that can 
or it's, it's hard to find a group, I should say, that can do everything by hand and it actually be useful in day-to-day life, whether it's building a house ground up with all your fixings or, or what have you, you know? Actually, well, I kind of like it up here in Alaska and, you know, some of the smaller towns you find across the United States that they haven't d- dug into that, like TikTok instant gratification world yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, well, to a degree, even today, Alaska, you still have to be able to survive to some extent uh, in most of the state. Like you mm-hmm. have to be able to make it a week and a half snowed in with no power things like that because of how rural and extreme the environment is there. So, and, and, you know, and then funny thing is it was it, some of the people even around here, because we're so close to Anchorage, you know, the, they, they forget that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, it. that's just it. You got two types of people in Alaska. You got people from the lower 48, unfortunately, mostly California. And then you got people who understand that you have to be able to survive mm-hmm. because at any moment, especially in the winter, you could, have the power go out. You could have a 12 foot snowfall or you could have a 7.0 earthquake. Yep. You know, or, you know, I mean, it, Alaska in a lot of ways is like Australia. Every fucking thing around you is trying to kill you. <laughs> it's, it's not mother nature. It's the fucking animals, you know? <laughs> exactly. And so, but you or know, the tundra thing, wookies. You can ask Ginger Texas about uh, his tundra wookies. Yeah, Tender Wikis, you got to watch those. <laughs> those are first, those are some furry motherfuckers. One thing I was talking to somebody about um, is uh, I, so I inherited when I got the, the second lathe, um, I got a box full of pen kits. And they're all, they're all, they're all pen kits from Taiwan that I decided I was no longer going to turn. And there's, there's, I think I have a valid reason for deciding I don't want to turn those imported for lack of, but I know Taiwan is not China, but for lack of a better word, Chinese pen kits. And that's this. I turn wooden pens to the absolute best quality I'm able to. And I'm talking uh, the best finishing, the best, you know, there's no scratches, no line. They glow. They're so they're so smooth and shiny. Um, and I put a, I've I've put a lot of effort into developing the techniques that I use to make pens. And um, I decided when I first started making pens, if I was going to make the best pens possible, I wasn't going to make cheap pens, meaning the kits. And most of the pens that are handmade on the market have some really great work done to, to them. And there's some really great artists who make pens, but they're putting it on shitty kits. They're putting it on plastic. And so I had four kits. It turned out I only had two complete kits called the Apollo Infinity. And it looks from the surface like it's a pretty decent pen kit. They're like $15 a kit. They're not cheap. Um but there's still a lot of plastic parts. And I'm like, you know what? I got them for free. I might as well make them. So I did glue ups. I did segments. I did some nice, beautiful uh, pieces of uh, blanks. I made some very nice blanks and I turned these pets and I put them together. And I remembered why I made the rule for myself that I'm not going to use those cheap kits that I'm going to find something above and beyond. They look like fucking dog turds. Not my wood turning, 
but the pens themselves, they're awful. I, the shape is terrible. They're just, I hate them. They're gross. And so, you know, a long time ago, I decided I'm not turning slim lines or fun lines, the real thin, tiny pens that cost $3 a kit because I'm never going to put less than $100 worth of effort work-wise into a pen. So I'm not going to put a $100 pen on a $3 kit. And uh, I just, those two pens, like I'm thoroughly disgusted. I put a lot, I put three days of work into those two pens and I hate them both. And I'm embarrassed that I'm going to sell them, but I've got to make some, some of that time back somehow. I just, we, we need to get back where when you pick something up that somebody made by hand, you appreciated it because you understand that that took effort that took skill. It took time. It took passion. We need to find that again as a society and maybe as a planet. And two part of part of the problem too, is that, uh, you've got people that just want a quick turnaround. They don't want, they don't really care about the longevity or how good it's going to turn out in the end or what issues or problems people might have in the future with their product, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we, we have so many items with warranties now that people just expect something to break whether it's handmade or it's mass produced. And that's sad. Personally, well, it's like personally, computers and cell phones, they fucking push them out so fast that they're outdated the next week. And they want the newest and flashiest and quickest. And, you know, they, it just is that so instant gratification, yeah. you know, like fucking share moment, you know, that they get out of it, I guess. I don't know. And personally, if I'm buying a product, I am very weary if it has a warranty on it. I really am. If it's got a warranty on it, you're already telling me that you didn't put all that you could into that into that piece to make sure it's going to last me longer than a year or five years. Right. I the only thing the only products that I know of that have lifetime guarantees and they will actually see that warranty through are usually tools. Like literal fucking hand tools. That's about it, and that's sad. I mean, that's and really even sad. that is fucking changed recently. Yeah, it has. even if you take yeah. a take a screwdriver into Snap On, say, hey, the fucking you know number two Phillips here is all fucked up and on the tip. Well, you used it as a punch. No, I didn't. Well, I could see hammer marks on the handle, so you used a tool. And- no, motherfucker, I dropped it a couple times. Yeah. I didn't use it as a fucking chisel or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. They come up with excuses just to save them, yeah. you know, the fucking money too. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm about to use it as an ice pick, motherfucker. <laughs> <Right>? Exactly. <laughs> about to and, shit your ass, motherfucker. <laughs> and and then don't get me started on these companies where they make you take your product back to them to fix it instead of you being able to fix it yourself. If I can't fix it myself, I I don't want it. Honestly, a lot of car dealerships doing that nowadays. Yeah, well, I, the expensive ones. Yeah, well, it's it's trickling down. I mean, look at John Deere That's and true. all them. I mean, farmers yeah. are having to send their fucking John, tractors yeah, to a fucking tractors. dealership just to have their quarter of a million dollar. Uh, vehicle fixed that's going to cost them about 20 grand to ship and then they're out all this job that they have to do with it so that's another probably 150 200 grand so you're already out another quarter of a million dollars and then by the time it gets back to you if it's fixed 
like you're out so much and they're wondering why farmers are struggling in today's society. I mean, I can't see why. I think, I think it was, I think it was last year, uh, a large conglomerate of farmers, uh, started a class action lawsuit against John Deere for the right to repair. Yeah. It's not just it John Deere, Deere. It's a few others. It's, it's a, it's yeah. the main head is John Deere. Cause John Deere was adamant about, you don't need to fix your own equipment. We're the experts. It's like no motherfucker. The expert is the one that's using your product. Like, <laughs> they the know how it should standing work. Out in the field with it not working, losing a thousand dollars an hour. Yeah. Needs to be able yep. to fix the goddamn tractor. Yeah. <laughs> you got a 1968 Case International sitting there that right. all you do is add oil because you don't change it. You just add it. We, yeah. We literally. <laughs> have, go ahead. It's getting to the point now where the only, the only farms that actually have new equipment are corporate conglomerates. Mm-hmm. It's yep. corporate, yeah. We all see how that's working out. Yeah. And we have a 59 out here. It's the only electrical wires on it is the fucking headlights and taillights. And it was sitting in the fucking field for like a decade. We put some oil in it and some gas. That bitch fired right up. Like you can't do that with another fucking vehicle today. Like <laughs> it's it's sad. It's fucking sad. And, and it's like Oink said, it's that instant gratification. And that's another thing. You know, kids break a phone. What do they do? They go and get a new one. Like <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I hate this world. <laughs> fuck I hate this world <laughs> I actually seen yeah. a, I actually seen a video today I don't know if any of you seen me share it um, this guy you guys thought I was a dinosaur with my flip phone you motherfuckers this dude up until last year had a Nokia phone you mean a wow. brick? He had a Nokia cell phone. And the only reason he started to switch over to a smartphone was because he had, and this is again, test of times, he had to turn over to a smartphone because of business. Because mm-hmm. you cannot live in today's world, in today's society, as a businessman without a smartphone. If that doesn't tell you how sad it is to live in fucking 2023. <laughs> I mean, is a lot of this technology great? Absolutely. I'm I'm more than grateful to have it. Is 99% of this technology pointless and useless and basically used to just mass inflate bullshit to get you to buy more bullshit that you really don't need? Like you're sitting there in the 90s watching fucking infomercials at two o'clock in the morning or flipping through a fucking Blair magazine. Absolutely. <laughs> For the kids that don't know what a Blair magazine is, <laughs> it's the equivalent of looking at Amazon. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of fucking bullshit that you don't need that you're like, I need that. Um, finger hook catalog. Finger now hook. When I need it, they bring it right to my fucking front door the next day. Right. I mean, and that's, that's, a, that's another thing too, right? Some of this technology, 99% of this technology, like I said, is good. Whereas again, 99% of this technology is bad. And people are like, how can that be? Look at the fucking world. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, we've only cloned one sheep since the nineties. I mean, 
that we know of. <laughs> I was going to say that we, yeah, that we know um, of. There's a lot more shit than what we've been told going on in regards to that bullshit. <laughs> Just stocking Fauci. Right. Rico, how's your week been, man? Well, I don't remember it. Good. <laughs> uh, I and work some more and it worked again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had 70 couple hours this week. All, all I did was work. Uh, 70 couple hours. I love that. Which is why my poor dog is sitting here staring at the back of my head right now. Cause she's like, dude, let's go to the fucking house. We've been out here. Look, he's not laser beams, right? <laughs> like every this time. This fucking dog. I'm telling you, I've never had a dog like this. Every time she you will literally around. just sit there and fucking stare you down. <laughs> every time you turn your back to her, she's probably got a towel of chloroform getting ready to fucking put it around your face. <laughs> well, that's the look she gives you. <laughs> You're about to get sacked, motherfucker. <laughs> That's great. Oh, she's awesome. That's great. Um, not next Saturday, but the Saturday after next, August or September 2nd, excuse me. We're supposed to have a, uh, ex Navy man, sea man on the air. We're going to have some fun with that. Hopefully JJ can be here for that. I don't know if he will be or not. Um, like what I said, that? Uh, the second of September second. Uh, um, something tells me no. Uh, like I said, next week we're supposed to have an interview with Betsy. Um, yeah, I'll be there. I can be here September second. I think that's all that we've got going on, quote unquote, at the present moment. We're working on some other things, uh, like another gameathon with another. Uh, with affinity and another gaming organization, uh, to hopefully raise some funds for the farm. Uh, we don't know when that's going to happen. So stay tuned for that. Um, hopefully we'll have Chris and, um, Paul from affinity on one Saturday coming up soon. Mr. Paul had the Rona this week. So of course he wasn't on tonight. Uh, what else am I forgetting? I got to get with Brad because I know they got the, the Take That Hill Challenge going on there. Yeah. North Carolina here shortly. Yeah, well, we got to get Carolina. him on soon. CV66, we're going to get you on the show soon. Me and Oink, we're just talking about you. Um, there's a couple others we're going to get on. Uh, I got to get JJ to hit up the gunny. Um, we're going to try and get uh, Troy Yusufer on again. And Hopefully I'll see Gunny tomorrow. Okay. I'm hoping. And, I'm not, um, I got to read the list and see if he's there or not. There's a brewery company that I need to hit up again and get them on. There's a, there's a few people that uh, we got in the uh, in the tube awaiting to come on Barry's talk. So. Uh, and then we got a few. I don't shows. know if they're waiting as much as dreading. Uh, right. <laughs> and then we got a few shows. Like I said, we're we're hopefully 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 going to start an all female veteran show here on TV Radio. Um, and then as I mentioned, what, two or three shows back, me and Oink are working on some other shows to get here on TV radio and on the podcast, like that goes straight to podcast. Um, Liberty Risk, have they, uh, got their website up yet, Oink? I don't know if they did or not yet, but by now, I don't think so either. I, I need to hit him up. It's been a minute. Um, and of course, if you haven't tried Battleground Blend Coffee of DV Radio's uh, Coffee Blend, 
go over to euboracoffee.com. Try it out. You might find some other coffee over there that you like and uh, we fully support it. Um, also, if you're, I think they're opening up another cafe near Atlanta or in the Atlanta area. So if you're in Atlanta around that area, go check out Eubora Coffee. Um, <clears throat> trying to think. There's so much going on and I've had a rough fucking week. So please bear hey, with Bar me. Hey, Barsoco. Go ahead. Hey, Barsoco. Get your soap, get your beard oil. I use their um, knife hands. That's it. Because I, I have, love knife hands. And I don't, I don't use it for my hands. I have really bad skin, especially since I got Crohn's. It, it just, I used to have calluses galore on my hands and now they're f- fucking gay hands, I guess you would call them. Um, <laughs> they're soft. Are they soft yeah. and sensuous? Yeah, I hate it. I fucking hate it. I fucking <laughs> hit, I had my hand over this goddamn thing that I got my computer on the other day and I, it was literally my fingertip and I thought I broke my goddamn finger. I cut the skin off that bastard and I ain't felt that in years. But anyway, um, I use their knife hands for my skin because I have really bad skin. Um, I use it for my face. I use it for, uh, I actually put it in my head, on my head when I cut my hair. And it's amazing at keeping my skin not as fucky as it is because I've got blotches and shit. Yeah. Well, I can tell you because I use knife hand on my hands. My ha- I mean, my hands are like leather, but they're like supple Italian leather. But I use knife hand because, they, you know, especially like when I'm working with Walnut, man, my hands get tore the fuck up and I mm. come in and put knife hands on it and it helps immensely. But I also use knife hand when I get cuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris can't really advertise this, but I'm telling you from personal experience, it has a mild antibiotic property to it. And it does help keep my cuts when I get cuts on my hands. Cause you know, I use sharp tools and shit. We're not telling you to use it for medical purposes, but we have. But, yeah. Please don't think that. Yeah. Personal experience. I can tell you knife hand kept me from getting infections that should have probably got infected. We're not telling you that we've my, ever my used action. super glue to cut, you know, put wings back <laughs> together, but yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah. My, my, I have real bad feet that will dry and crack. And, you know, being diabetic, it really, mm-hmm. you got to watch your feet. And I put that shit on there and it fucking helps tremendously. Yeah. And I hate doing the whole, it's organic thing, but it is all natural. And just like our, our coffee, it's the only thing I found that doesn't fuck me up worse. And it's something I don't have to use every single day. I mean, I used to use O'Keefe's, but I had to use O'Keefe's every fucking day. The first day I missed you would have thought I was allergic to something. Um, but between you bore a coffee and K bars, knife hands, and I use their beard treatments as well. Um, yeah, good shit. Good shit. And he can't is keeps is it keeps that one. It's called working hands. Yeah. It comes yeah I've the, used that. That's actually pretty good. It comes in the green can or, or, um, or yellow tube as a lotion. Bag bomb is a really good one. I've not heard of that one. It, it was actually for Cal's udders. 
originally, but the farmers realized how soft their hands were after using it on the cows. I, I'm guessing so it wouldn't chafe their udders when they were milking them and shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We used to use it in Alaska to prevent windburn in the in the severe cold and of the winter. Bag bomb? Really cold and dry, yeah. You put yeah. like you put bag bomb under your eyes like football players do. Oh yeah, or on a dog's nose. On your ears on the tip of your nose and it keeps it from windburn. Yeah. It's good shit. I was a man. I just let it burn. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, saw, I saw a few guys out there who were men and let it burn in Alaska, and they had scars. <laughs> let it burn in Alaska, it falls the fuck off. Yeah, it's not a good deal. And frostbite. Start saying they make pills for that, guys. Come on, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just oh, we, we have a, skin. Never mind. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff in the uh, in the tubes, like I was saying, waiting to be done, and 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 worked on and stuff like that. Um, for the books, I know a lot of you have wondered where the books are. I'm waiting on Carla to sign a few. And then when Oink sends those down, um, I'm going to send those out. I'll get in touch with you then when I have them in hand, I don't want to have your address waiting and your, yeah, all that good stuff. And I'll also, um, probably get some DV radio stuff and, and slide in there since it's been so long. It's, so much happened around that time that it it just was impossible for us to get everything done. And I do apologize for that. So to make up for that, hopefully uh, I'm going to throw in a few extra goodies for everybody that won the books for that. So part of that was my, and I did receive all of them. So it's just a matter of meeting up with Carla and getting them signed. Right. And I'll, uh, when you meet up with her, I need you to talk to her. Um, I'll, <laughs> yes. I'll say you offline. I don't know why I've, it just hit me. Um, and speaking of Carly, she's got a new uh, sticker out. What is it? M, M, what is it called? M4A1 or something like that. Man, that was hilarious. She put on. So I put up the post about if you have a veteran owned business and all that good stuff. And she had put, I make sexy, naughty pinup stickers or drawings or something like that and i fucking lost it i was like that's why she is a part of the family (laughs) (laughs) and then and then fucking adam comes along he's like i i fixed shit for free or something like that (laughs) and and i'm like these assholes right here (laughs) like where is that post i'll find it right quick because she actually put a picture of that on here because of course i had to show my mom um i draw and sell naughty pinup stickers that's what she said and her latest one is the m2 a1 pinup i knew it was m and a in there and and adam goes i give shit away for free hard luck automotive services Oh shit! So, propane and propane accessories, right? Uh, so go check out that <laughs> post. There is a lot of uh, nice shit over there. Hopefully, we can get a few people on talk about what they do and stuff like that. Especially if they're veterans, I have a inkling that not all those people are veterans. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> just judging, uh, and I don't like to judge. Um, they all might be veterans. We might have fifty some veterans that commented on there um but uh i guess it's time for fafo isn't it hell yeah oh, fuck yeah all right give me one oh, second fuck around and find out ain't you 
and, and we'll cue that up in just a second. Ooh, that's the part I was talking about with the whole fuck around and find out. Public service announcement to civilians. If you run into a veteran, you may indeed fuck around and find out. I'm gonna get medieval on your ass. Are you gonna bark all day, little doggy, or are you gonna bite? Fuck with me, and we'll see who shits on the sidewalk. I'll kill you with my teacup. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? I'll rip out your eyes and piss on your brain. You're a gutless turd. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. Kiss my sweaty balls, you fat fuck. Fuck around and find out. All right. Welcome to FAFO for this week. All right. For this week, we're going back to November of last year, November 21st, 2022. We are going to Colorado Springs, Colorado. The uh, title here, not, wow, these are two different people, so don't. When I don't misconstrue this and think I'm say uh don't think I'm saying anything about the army here or anything. Uh here's the title. <laughs> army veteran and a drag performer among the heroes who stopped Club Q gunman. Now this is uh I'm sorry, another uh overview. This is a mass shooting that took place at an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado last November. All right. Um an army veteran and a drag performer helped stop a gunman from killing and injuring more victims at an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado Springs, Colorado over the weekend. At least five people are dead and 18 others are injured after a gunman opened fire at Club Q on Saturday evening. According to authorities, 22-year-old Anderson Lee Aldrich allegedly used a long rifle at Club Q on the eve of Transgender Day of Remembrance. Richard M. Fierro has been create, has been credited as one of the heroic people who sprung to action to stop the shooter. That's our veteran. That's our Army veteran. Tragically, his daughter's boyfriend, Raymond Green Vance, was killed when the gunman initially opened fire. Fierro, a 15-year Army veteran, who now owns a local brewery called Atrevita Beer Co., recalled stepping in to take down the shooter in an interview with the New York Times. I don't know exactly what I did. I just went into combat mode, Mr. Fierro told the Times. I just know I have to kill this guy before he kills us. The heroic veteran was at the nightclub enjoying a drag show with his wife, daughter, her boyfriend, and friends. The Denver Channel that they were at the venue to support his daughter's uh, high school prom. Excuse me, let me go back. The Denver Channel that they were at the venue, which they were uh, attending to support his daughter's high school prom date, was performing later that night. Uh, Fierro says he immediately went into protection mode after gunfire rang out. He told the Times he went to the ground, making sure to pull down a friend as well. While on the floor, he said he spotted the gunman making his way from the bar to a patio filled with customers who had escaped. Fierro said that he approached the shooter and tackled him by grabbing a piece of his body armor. Was he shooting at the time? Was he about to shoot? I don't know, Fierro told the publication. I just knew I had to take him down. 
Once on top of the shooter, whom Fierro said weighs roughly 300 pounds, Fierro noticed the gunman's rifle was out of reach. When trying to grab the weapon, Fierro said he spotted another gun, a pistol, that allegedly belonged to the shooter. I grabbed the gun out of his hand and just started hitting him in the head over and over, Fierro said. He recalled screaming for help, and that's when he said another club goer took the rifle and moved it away. A drag performer also intervened and used her high heels to stomp on the shooter as Fierro said he continued hitting the gunman with the pistol. By the time authorities arrived, the shooter had stopped moving, which made Fierro afraid that he was dead. The gunman was arrested and hospitalized. All right. And that is this week's fuck around, find out that you're dealing with a trained veteran. And in this instance, he happened to step forward and save lives after five had already been killed and 18 had already been wounded. Salute. I'm sorry, but if if you're going to pull that shit in Colorado Springs, gay bar or not, guarantee you're going to run into at least five motherfuckers who know exactly what to do in that situation. Right on. I mean, you can't throw a rock in Colorado Springs without hitting a uh, army, an army combat vet or active duty. You can't. If I was the first cop on the scene and I seen that dude laying there and I seen holes in him, I'd been like, did he get shot? And then I know there's be some drag queen or woman that walked up and be like, nah, I stabbed him with my heel, boy. <laughs> I know that's what happened. <laughs> I know that's what fucking happened. <laughs> like I could see that happening. That would be my fucking luck. And it'd probably be knowing my luck, it'd be one of those drag queens that had the fucking five o'clock shadow and these like size double G fucking fake breasts and was like, nah, bitch, I fucking curb stopped him with my heels. <laughs> After I knocked oh him out with my cock. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. my God. Be like, what be a like, visual. What's your name? Tyrone. But they call me Tyrese up here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can see that shit happen. <laughs> And, and I mean, just Colorado Springs, man, you never know in Colorado Springs. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't. I don't care. It's almost what, like Taiwan. You have to package chick. I, I don't <laughs> care what event you're at. It could be a drag show. It could be a boudoir show. It could be fucking gay fest because I don't know what you guys call them. Um, it could be uh, what is it? Um, uh, biker week, whatever the fuck they call that now. Uh, it could be a car show. You're going to have a combat veteran at each of those events. At least one. I guarantee you will have at least one combat veteran. Whether they're gay, straight, bi, train. I don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> You're going to have some combat veteran there that knows what the fuck they doing. So, fuck around, find out. <laughs> <clears throat> oh man anyway I like that man and Nevermore is in background going can you imagine getting dropped by a drag queen Dude. I have seen some 6 foot 4 <laughs> yep. 275 pound jacked motherfucking mm-hmm. drag queens yeah, I can imagine it. Yeah, it I was. I, was yeah. <laughs> I mean, so so for kids Those that don't have five o'clock shadows and fucking 
angel wing eyelashes. <laughs> so for kid, for today's kids and today's generation that don't know, most of your drag queens or your quote unquote transvestites used to be exactly that. They were your six foot two fucking Iron Man competition motherfuckers, and they didn't mess around like. If you messed with anybody around them that came to their shows or they were friends with, they would fuck your world up. And you would swear that fucking Gorilla Monsoon beat the shit out of you. Nah, it was some dude dressed in fucking high heels and a short skirt wearing makeup beating the shit out of your ass. It wasn't none of this frilly shit today with tight jeans and fucking man buns. Like, it wasn't that. (laughs) Yeah, good old Dr. Frankenfurter. Yeah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet transsexual from Transylvania. Really quick before I forget, is Ginger still with us? He's like speaking of trannies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he's not in chat, but he could be listening. Who knows? Uh, I was wanting to see if Ginger's still on 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 the on the path of righteousness. <laughs> still, still sober, I should say. Where's our uh, gay Texan at? I ain't seen gay Texan in a while. It could be one of the same. You never know. Oh, it could be. I, you know what? <laughs> that are being outraged enough for them. So, <laughs> uh, if 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 you're there, Ginger, and you can let us know, we'd we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm, I just texted the man, so we'll find out here in a second. All right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> while while we wait on that text back, um, I guess we need. Unless you guys want to go longer. Huh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've been training, but I'm fucking beat, bro. <laughs> I may be well, trying to stay up because I need to stay up tomorrow night, but that doesn't mean I didn't wake the fuck up at 5.15 this yeah. morning. Like, I'm up. What now? Um, I'm with you this fuck. week. This week's fucking sleep schedule has been a joke. Like, I have a sleep I think, schedule. You know, remember when Munchie was a baby and I was bitching about her always waking me up at 4.30? I don't think I slept past 5.30 for more than one day a month <laughs> since that time three years ago. Right. Like I might as well back, be back on active duty. Cause I'm keeping those kind of hours. Yeah. But that's not Munchie's fault. No, it's not Munchie's fault, but it's just, my body is like, Nope, you're done. Get up. Can I add a bit of news? Please do, sir. All right. Uh, in November, the Military Influencer Conference is coming up. So any veteran out there that or active duty uh, that happens to see themselves as an influencer, you have a YouTube channel, you have a social media following. If you consider yourself a military influencer, please uh, check out militaryinfluencer.com, the Military Influencer Conference. It's coming up uh, in November in Vegas, November 7th through the 10th. So anyone, like I said, any veteran, any active duty uh, personnel, if you are a military influencer, this is your chance to link up with other companies, other uh, influencers to uh, get your marketing up. Um, this is your all-inclusive one-stop shop for a three-day uh, conference to help you take your career to the next level. Salute. 
Yeah. And we'll try to link to that, uh, either in the podcast or here on the website. Um, and that's a good way to network as well. Just so people know, uh, DV radio would be considered a D influencer. So we are not going, um, <laughs> hey, War Dog, make sure you yeah, make sure you share that like on the DV Radio page or somewhere so we can uh, spread that around. Right on, right on. Yep. And, and yes, he is a uh, he is still four weeks sober, and he has no relevance to the gay Texan. So just so so you know. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> right on, hell? Ginger. I'm what glad you made it in chat. Yeah, he he thought he was in chat because he said he was replying because you don't you see my text? I'm like, no, dude, you're not signed in according to what we see, at least what I see. So he, he, he was there, but he yeah. may. So this is what happens if you're uh, not if you're inactive for a certain amount of time, it will, quote unquote, sign you out. So you have to refresh. Oh, <laughs> that noise, because I never made an <laughs> AFK channel on the chat. So you just you basically have to refresh. Um, so it's your fault, but yeah, no. he's four weeks strong and he's no relevance to the gay Texas. And so congratulations, supposedly. gender brother. <laughs> now he's back in here. Here we go. Yeah. Well, I mean, only steers and queers come from Texas and we don't see no horns. So we can now ginger, uh, congratulations, brother. I'm glad to hear that you're going. Strong. Yeah. Congratulations, ginger. Congratulations. Yeah, good job, man. Time. And, uh, like we said before, if you need anybody, uh, started objective zero, reach out to any of us, oink, uh, JJ recoil, war dog myself. Um, and we'd be more than happy. Even if you just need somebody to yell at brother. And I guess we're all y'all, uh, anybody listening, uh, anybody that stumbles across this, except that fucking fed, fuck him. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, Fuck that fucking alphabet douche. (laughs) That Zizum, sir. Um, And all them rich men north of Richmond. Fuck uh, all y'all. Right. So, uh, yeah, congratulations on that, brother. Glad to see you going strong with that. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to say, Sergeant Wardog, before uh, we end tonight? And I'll start with you and go down the list. Sure. I already mentioned, uh, please check out militaryinfluencer.com if you're interested in uh, attending that conference in Vegas in November. Also, Yes, I joke about the psych ward gang all the time, but in seriousness, it does represent military uh, mental health in the military community. If you happen to run into any type of mental health crisis, do not be ashamed nor afraid to reach out and dial 988 and use option one. I have had to uh, use this number myself when I had my own uh PTSD breakdowns going on. So again, as I said, do not be ashamed nor afraid to ever use the, di- uh, ever dial the digits 988 and press option one. Have a good week. Salute. 100%. If you need more veteran resources, go to dysfunctionalveterans.com. Click on vet resources. Uh, we are going to be adding more as time goes on. Uh, recoil last words for our listeners tonight or on podcast, brother. Well, uh, well, first off, it was awesome to hang out with the dog and, and JJ because I haven't seen either of you guys in a while. Um, I don't. But uh, yeah, be safe and keep looking out for each other, fuckers. And uh, yeah, Ginger, man, we're fucking proud of you, bro. You you got this shit, man. Absolutely. Well, say fuckers one more time for, for uh, Nevermore. <laughs> be safe and keep looking out for each other, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs>
She just fainted. Um, JJ. <laughs> Great. Fucking nevermore. Simping for fucking recoil. Fuck. If I ever come back on this show. <laughs> JJ, last words for tonight's listeners or on podcast. Look, everybody's hurting. We are all feeling it. If you want to help strike back at this bullshit that's going on, Shop local. Shop local. Give up on the instant gratification. Go find your local artisans, local farms, uh, craftsmen, uh, farmers markets, things like that. And uh, let's support one another rather than continuing to send money to China where it gets recycled and sent back to you through Ukraine to line the pockets of those motherfuckers up north of Richmond. Shop local. The best money launder is the United States government. Oink, last words for our <laughs> listeners tonight or Most on definitely. the podcast. <laughs> hey, uh, everybody has a smartphone now. Even Bo has a damn smartphone. Shut the so- fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> the Objective Zero app connects veterans, service members, and their families and caregivers to uh, peer support through uh, voice, video, and text messaging. Uh, Users also get free access to wellness resources such as yoga and meditation sessions and a catalog of mental health resources. So if you haven't downloaded the Objective Zero app yet, do so by going to ObjectiveZero.org. Check them out on on your computer, desktop, whatever you have. But if you have a smartphone, download the app. It's chock full of resources, and there's always somebody willing to chat with you whenever you need it. Absolutely. And for those that think yoga is like some bullshit shit it's not i actually used to do yoga and it was great um it's great for your body it's great for your mental wellness and all that good shit it's 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 great it really is just 30 minutes a day you're fucking completely different um you don't have to do all the fucking flexible bends and shit but um just the the basics of yoga is actually good for you so uh go check that out And they've got some other resources on there too, aside from yoga. If you're someone that can't do yoga, because I can't do yoga today, there's no way I could do yoga today, shit. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Uh, don't forget 15% off until August 21st. That's this coming Monday at the DV Radio Store. Go to dvradio.net, click on the DV Radio Store. Be sure you click on the redeem button or you will not get 15% off of your entire order. And you can help us. Uh, raise $300 to match $300 with Bluebird Services to help Surrey County Sexual and Domestic Abuse Offices uh, in North Carolina. Don't forget dbfarm.org. Check it out and help us raise the 25 grand to get the septic system fixed so we can actually complete our or continue our mission of helping veterans because without that septic system fixed and finished and completed and up and running we cannot help addicted and homeless veterans so dvfarm.org and independent musicians don't forget get that form filled out no later than august 31st and uh get your music here on dv radio uh if that's all i guess it is for mr recoil jj sergeant war dog and oink, I'm Boner Wood. You just heard Barracks talk right here on WDVR, DVRadio.net. Until next week, Futsicles. Bye-bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter.